1: everyone. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited today. I am, uh, wow, welcome. If you're first time listeners, I welcome you to the show and uh, you're probably wondering who's Lisa Bennett and who is um, Infinite Energies. So Infinite Energies is, um, this is a radio show that I sort of began a couple of years ago, and the cool thing about this um, radio show is it's actually a platform for me to be able to chat with people about something that I have a total um, love affair with, and it's really with regard to the energy of spaces. So I talk a lot about energy on this show, and, and I've had the privilege of having guests come to the show who also uh love to speak about energy and today I am really honored to be inviting two guests who uh speak to the energy of spaces and furniture and all that yummy stuff that many of my longtime listeners have been hearing me speak about and, and uh uh we all three of us facilitate a uh, modality called Access Consciousness, which is really a set of pragmatic tools that you can utilize on your day-to-day life to create more for whatever it is you're desiring in your life. And so today, I am really uh, excited about having two people that I met a couple of years ago in Copenhagen who are both architects from India. We have Adrish. Chakraborty and Ina Basur, who are joining us directly from Delhi in India. So, welcome today.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. So, so, both of you are top architects from India, and you have founded a company called The Earth Home, which is an interior architecture handcrafted furniture design company which their your target is really to create joyful living in every way. And when I when I was reviewing the bios of both of you, I know that uh Ina she is is uh as a little girl was aware of moving furniture around and playing with spaces and and uh and now has turned this into a business that she's really co-created with Adrish, who is a published architect working with interiors, a furniture designer, and co-founded his first architecture firm right out of college uh, together. Wow, that is so cool. So. I, I do have a question for the two of you, and uh, perhaps you can share a little bit about your journey from when you first came out of college to where you are today. Because I look at how how schooling can often have so many points of view about how architecture and the, the structure of buildings should be and to where you have now created the earth home, and, and so can you sort of talk a little bit about your journey, about honouring what it is you both saw as a dream?
3: Uh, Lisa, it's an awesome question, you know, I mean, uh, when we guys were just out of architecture school and uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we, we started working with the various companies and, you know, we started working with various architectural firms. And uh, one of the things that our school somehow had imbibed in us, our school was also, it was the Sushant School of Art and Architecture that I studied in. And uh, that school was founded by uh, Professor Rana, who was actually, who had studied directly under Frank Lloyd Wright. And uh, one of the things that uh, he imbibed in us was learning by doing. And, uh, you know, that is something that actually had always been uh, with us. That unless you kind of go in and uh, you know do something uh, straight ahead, take it head on, and and you know look at it rather than just uh, sitting and looking at you know how it's going to get done and what, just go ahead and do it. You know, learning by doing. And we we did stuff like that in our school as well. You know, we we built the entire uh, uh, building out of bricks and mud, and we did all of that together with our own hands. And and that kind of schooling really helped me you know so when we when when I came out and and uh, just a year and a half into uh, the architectural practice uh, I started on my own and and it it wasn't an easy sort of a step to take because there were so many things I didn't know and so many things but I got so much help from my clients from all the people who were working with me the consultants that we, we started working with they were the best consultants in the city at that point of time and they all helped me so much. And just asking, putting up your hand out and asking for for help, you know that okay, we have got this great idea. Who's going to come and play with us on this? And and that's how our journey took off. And it's been amazing what uh, we've managed to create over the past decade. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I had no idea we'll we'll be here <laughs> when we started off.
1: Cool, cool. So so and and. Ina, what would you add to that for yourself on this journey?
2: Um, for me, the fun part is that I didn't really get a formal education, and uh, but my formal education was pretty much my life and living uh, and the spaces that I got to play with. So it was really like, um, it was a, sort of a joke in my house that like one setting can't stay in the same space for like longer than a month because I was like really enjoyed change and i also always was being present with okay what's required to shift here that will actually make this of space more joyful for me and everyone um in the family and everyone around and it was pretty much then spread out to becoming this uh idea that if anyone is doing up their space uh, in friends and family like the you would know, be called so it was really like this uh possibility that i um acknowledged much later i actually really wanted to sort of get into architecture but um the studying part of it was not that much fun for me <laughs> so uh like <laughs> in terms of science and math and all of that didn't really excite me but the possibilities that the spaces actually provide us in and the information that they give us at all times really um excited me so uh, i didn't go to college but i surrounded myself with um i went to art school and I did communication design and graphic design. But from there on, I moved uh, into a space where I was surrounded by architects. In fact, I had to hang out with audacious uh, seniors from college. Um, and uh, we I was always like doing stuff for them and making drawings for them and creating their dissertations and things like that, which was so much fun. So its it's funny, right? Like when something is really like joyful for you, you sort of create a way, one way or another, to get there. So uh, mine wasn't really through formal education, but it was through a lot of other interactions that I had with places, with people, with other architects. And and yeah, so I sort of learned how to read and make drawings while hanging out with friends uh, and helping them out with their projects. And that, and having conversations with them about those spaces, and really having conversations like from a space of if we create this, what would that really contribute to the person, to the being, to the family, and to the body? And wow. um, and it's very, only very cool. yeah, that I actually chose to um, create it as a business and make it more available beyond that. Like it's so much more fun to now play with. Um, all different kinds of uh, spaces and building and materials and people yeah. <laughs> and culture um, and the yeah. culture,
1: right? And it's really fun as as and we all have traveled. So the, the fun thing that I notice when I travel around the world is really uh, tapping into the energy of different buildings, the different architecture, the different styles, the different um, materials that different countries use in order to create a structure and 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 really watching architects that really play outside the box. I mean Frank Lloyd Wright, uh Frank Geary, uh there's there's some amazing world renowned architects whose structures are are going uh, up around the world and have turned into almost standalone pieces of art, and for me that is quite quite phenomenal. That it it's an inspiration that people have have many you know many many generations ago were already thinking outside the box. And uh, in North America, we do have builders architects uh people that co- come in and construct up what i call a cookie cutter home
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: where you you drive into a community and other than maybe there's four designs to choose from and four different interior packages in order to stay within a certain budget that the builder has created there's not a lot of what i call playfulness. So it's something that uh, for myself has, has added another dimension when I work with clients and they're in what we call a cookie cutter environment to actually switch things up that it creates something that has their particular home stand out from someone else and and start to create what it is they desire in their life. So is that something that you encounter in India, the cookie cutter movement? Uh
3: you know uh one of the primary things that happened in America was uh I mean exactly you've put it the right way. I mean we've read it in history of architecture is that you know uh, one of the ways that uh, building in America started for homes especially was these standardized homes that uh, came in as a module which uh, would be easy to build and which people could just fit in together. And and because of the standardization, the customization to your life uh, actually kept kind of going down. So you, you couldn't customize as much as you can uh, uh, to suit what exactly your life or what your children's life or whoever is going to be the user of the building their life uh, uh, requires. And uh, uh, in India, we don't face that as much. Uh, Because in India still what I look at is that despite, uh, uh, you know, uh, all the various kinds of the latest technologies and all that which are available, despite that, this prefabricated system is not yet a big biggie for homes in construction of homes. So people still do end up uh, kind of, I mean, uh, people who have, uh, you know, who can hire architects and they definitely go and go ahead and hire architects. And otherwise people who kind of just go ahead and do it, do it with builders. The builders do also have architects of their own and kind of, so that, that sensibility is kind of still there in terms of customization. Though I won't say it's very high with everybody, but it's still there with people who can, who choose it nonetheless
2: it's also like um, yeah customization is still big in india and we're really curious with all the western influence and everything that's going around the world as to what it would start looking like or be um in the future and uh, and what can we do and we to create <laughs> yeah what would actually be fun because it is like the customization is something that like when we are interacting with our clients it's really about um, the family collectively also as well as individual as to what they are looking at, um, having a space that would contribute to them. So it is hugely still about um, customization as to what will work for them and what will actually be joyful living. So. Cool. So, so
1: I, it, you know, the other, the other sort of movement that has occurred in in North America, and I'm including Canada and the U.S. into this, is is the what I call the McMansion. <laughs> so, where you have these massive homes, and there might be two people living in it, and one, I, and we're talking anywhere from, you know. Uh, three thousand to ten thousand plus square feet and all of a sudden you have what we call the empty nest syndrome and you have the original couple and or a single person living in the McMansion with their three cars and their workout room and their media room and their wine room and their massive kitchen. And then they might have a mother-in-law room or a room for a, a nanny suite when they, when they had all the kids at home and then all of a sudden everybody's gone and you have this massive space. So, Is that something that has been even sort of played with in India or are you finding that the family unit tends to stay and play together?
3: Uh, That's an amazing question, Lisa. You know, uh, looking at India and the economy, the way the Indian economy works and, you know, if you look at the entire spectrum or cross-section of the Indian uh, people, it's amazing that, you know, there are homes which are actually, which I have designed, which are bigger than those and there are only three or four people staying there. And, uh, you know, the the fun thing is that, uh, uh, there are these, uh, you know, uh, people who are industrialists and people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and, and they, they have a lot of ambition and they have a, uh, you know, uh, sort of a vision as they, how, how they want to live life. And, uh, I would look at it historically, and you know, we had these palaces, and we had these sort of great, uh, you know, big, large, uh, luxurious homes that uh, people historically in India have lived in. And uh, I think it's an outcome of that. So though it's it's very modern, it's very contemporary. Those houses are very much there, and they're getting built by the day. It's there. But
2: also, that's not like the majority of the. Population. That's not the majority, but it's, it's there only, for sure. Yeah. We do yeah, have it's, plans like that, but it's not the whole of India. Yeah. It's very my, it's my it's the minority, yeah.
1: Yeah. So so when your I, I would ask you your greatest challenge so far in your career with regard to spaces, what has that been?
3: Oh uh, wow, great question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so uh, one of the first, in fact, it's a, it's a very interesting question. Again, Lisa, thank you so much for this. You know, one of the first things that, uh, uh, you know, we've been dealing with housing and we've been dealing with, you know, a lot of different kinds of things where a lot of people required to be put in together into a space, which is an urban, uh, this thing, and we are looking at, okay, so how many square feet goes in for each person and stuff like that. And and the first time, you know, a client approached me and, uh, you know, we've been, we've been doing stores for, for him and he was a retailer and we were doing a lot of stores for him all, all across India and abroad. And he wanted to build his own home and his company had grown really big. And, uh, you know, he was flush with funds and stuff at that point of time. And he, was, he asked me that, you know, I want to build my home, so will you design it for me? I said, okay, great, I'll design it for you. <laughs> and he said okay this is my site so here a 3 acre site bang in the middle of the city i was like wow where did you get this from he said okay don't bother about that i want to design a home for me so you know he the kind of ambition he had for his house he when i added all those spaces together the home came out to be some 25000 square feet and uh, you know uh, just jumping in between so we've got two projects going on for housing where we are kind of uh, Looking at fitting in four people within a carpet area of say 800 plus square feet. And then this house crops up where, <laughs> where you have to put in four people in 25,000 square feet. So, uh, in terms of a challenge, I believe, you know, like, uh, in terms of appropriating spaces so that they don't become meaningless over time, uh, uh, in, in, in very, very large spaces, uh, that has been quite a challenge at that point of time, though, I mean, since I've done more projects of that nature, it's, it's become much more easier for me. But what I've, you know, as, as an architect always looked at is that how do we kind of uh, treat that space or how do we make that space speak to a user uh, uh, so that the space gets used in whatever, whatever function it is getting uh, used for and, and how does it speak to the person and how does it invite the person in? And, uh, uh, you know, it's been like more than five years that uh, they have lived in that house now. And uh, we are great friends. And whenever I go to his house, his wife always tells me, Audrey, she designed such a house for me that you spoiled me so much that i now can't even go and stay in a five star hotel anywhere in the world. <laughs>
1: ah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. Well, we're going to we're going to have a quick break and when we return from from our break, i'd like to talk a little bit more about reading the energy of clients and really uh, tapping into the energy not only of what the client desires but also with regard to what the land around the space Uh, if it's raw or if it's an existing home. So when we return with Adrish and Ina, we will talk a little bit more about all the yummy spaces that they've had to play with and had the opportunity to play with in India. You're with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies.
0: Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if
4: there's nothing wrong with you?
1: Welcome, everyone, and for those that have just tuned in, I am chatting with Adrish Chakraborty, who is in India. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Yes. <laughs> and Ina <yeah. laughs> and, and Basur, and they are partners in this beautiful company called The Earth Home, and uh, have been. Wow, they've been working together for over twenty years, and and they have. They have this magical way and I absolutely relate with the way of being able to, to connect with their clients and actually talk about what it is that they can pick up energetically of um, what what they can create with their spaces. So I have a question. What exactly when you first meet someone and you've never actually spoken to them and they've been referred to you, uh, what would you say would be the first few questions you would ask your clients uh, that would invite them to? Well, first, I mean, do you, you do you sort of pre-qualify to even find out if that this is someone that would be a great match to work with you?
3: Uh. No, actually, you know uh we just go with the energy uh oh. in so what we'd 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 do is like um, for a client meeting, suppose it's the first client meeting for a house, so what we'd look at is that uh we'd go for the meeting and uh we'd uh we'd just sit there and we'll we'll let them talk and uh instead of first talking and giving ideas and, uh, you know, uh, giving any sort of information about, they already have some kind of information before they come to us because they've seen our work and they've seen our websites and they've seen a lot, done a lot of, uh, Ricky about what, who we are and what kind of work we are doing. So they already have some kind of a uh, idea as to what kind of work we are, uh, maybe possible or the possibilities that are there with us. And, uh, So we just sit there and we'll, we'll say, so maybe the question we'd ask them is, okay, so what is your wish list? Or what do you desire from, from the house that you're going to uh, create for yourselves? Or, or, you know, they usually call us to their old house. So we'll look at the old house and we'll ask questions like, what do you require? What do you, what do you want to really change here from this particular space? and uh, we we usually let them do the talking for the first couple of meetings and and uh, since families have more than say 4 to 5 people at the minimum and maybe even going up to i i have designed a home where there are six six joint families like a family with six families it's a joint family so more than 30 people in that so yeah so we we just sit there and first take in all the information as to what they're asking for, what they're looking for, what they're, without any point of view as to what the architecture is going to be like, what the style is going to be like, what anything is going to be like. Just the information as to what they're asking for.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. And, and, Ina, are you a part of all these meetings?
2: Um, so we have like lots of projects going on, so not all, but some yes. And it's also like, um, I, and to add to what Adilish is saying, it's like really being present with what they're choosing and being willing to see, uh, like a lot of time, there's a gap between what they actually desire to create and what they might be saying. So being, being willing to be present with what's truly going on and uh, what they would like to create is something that we've been... Uh, playing and toying with, as to getting more information on what will truly work here. Because when we when we start designing or when we start the conversations, which is like awesome, what how Audrey said it, is really about getting the information and the awareness on where we can go from there. And what they truly desire. And then willingness to every now and then ask them a few questions that will allow them to tap into that space in five years or in ten years for them. Because yeah. a, a lot of times they would be looking at just now or sometimes it's about getting out of a place to get create a new one. And it's from the reference points of what they currently have. And exactly. then willingness to... The willingness to ask the questions and be present with what's required for them to be present with and for us to be present with actually more than that to really be able to provide that will work in, in, for years to come. Because architecture is something that's not a one time. It's not like one-time graphic that's made and put out, and then you move on and you create another one.
1: Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It's it's interesting, and I'm 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 so glad that both of you are are are. Uh, using the language of tapping into the energy. And so for those of you that are first-time listeners that aren't actually aware of the three of us have all been playing with a modality called access consciousness that we utilize in our day-to-day living. And and one of the key elements that really came out of uh me when I first began with access consciousness seven years ago was that it was actually getting out of what i call conclusionville concluding what something was going to be and then adjusting my life to fit into that as opposed to being in a question which actually opens the doors to possibilities and when we can open the doors to possibilities magic occurs and and so when you're meeting with a client or first time Chatting with someone about a project, whether it is an interior or an exterior or a structure or whatever that is that they are desiring for their life, and what if it's not even something that is existing or even built at this time? The cool thing about this is when you can start to ask questions about what else is possible here that I haven't yet considered, that if I considered it could be beyond. What I ever imagined—that's like putting a big, huge buffet table out to the universe, and the universe is going to really pop all the yummiest things out there. And I—I I, I don't know. I guess I think of India and food, so buffet seems to be <laughs> um, <laughs> what pops for me. I think of all the beautiful flavors and the smells and the sounds and everything and the colors, and so when you have this sort of plethora of colors, like this like this this palette of colors that an artist would have, and you have that in front of you, it's being able to cherry pick and play with clients. And so even to be able to get the client out of going into conclusion, well, if I have all these people and all these different points of view and and you had said, Adrish, that you had up to thirty people as the largest um Project of a number of people that you had to really house and and place into a space. You have thirty different points of view about how everybody wants kitchens and bedrooms and and common living areas and and all the other things that are are parking cars and oh my goodness I mean if you think yeah. about all of those moving elements to create this space of Cohabitation and having people love the space that they are personally in, and and so to 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 create and that support and
3: support and, staff as well
2: and support staff, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, which is sometimes bigger than the family <laughs> the <laughs> not, of
1: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So when you have the support staff there as well, so when you have all of that energy and to be able to sit back and look at things with an airplane point of view and and just continuously be in the question, that keeps the energy around projects and creation light. When we go into the conclusion-ville and we've concluded how it's going to be, that's when the heaviness starts to come into projects. Exactly. And into you know,
3: so one thing that's that uh, I've really learned over time is that, you know, I mean, when we were fresh out of school, we had so many ideas that we wanted to just put out there and stuff like that. And over the years, what I've, I mean, this is a great thing you are talking about, about the conclusion, you know, like even as designers, uh, we really require to get out of conclusion. I have designed homes where, uh, you know, I had never, I I would have never believed ever or Ever would have foreseen that uh, you know, as a designer, I would make a home like that, and and would would actually use a stylization like that, or ever use a or or you know uh, uh, change the spaces in a way, or create spaces in a way where I would ever do that. But just playing with the clients and just playing with what their requirements are, and who they are as people, and what their you know what they desire to in their lives and. I mean just getting out of conclusion and asking the question that what else is possible with this. It's created so much more and and just playing on it on it on a 10 second increment when you're when you're designing, like every 10 seconds you're designing and there's a different possibility. There are like millions of possibilities to every design scheme. And and just playing with the possibilities at any point of time, just tapping into the energy of what they're asking for and what would create a greater future for them and what would what would including us in the whole scheme of things mean and and putting all of it together and then then kind of playing with the question and then designing from there that has created the I mean till date I mean whatever projects we create we create from that space and just doesn't just getting out of the conclusion has given me and you so much freedom you know in terms of design in terms of so we, we, we don't really look at okay this is a house project and this is what we want to create. It, it it's it's not like that anymore, and and it's 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 all learned on the job.
2: Yeah, I remember having a conversation with us, like with our team and with Otsvish as to what do we really desire to create, and we don't really have a style. Our style is what we will create is the is a question as to what will create joyful living, um, and it's really not about this, like I see a lot of designers. In any field, whether it's architecture, spaces, or something else, sticking themselves with trying to brand themselves with a style that might all might not always be creating more and doesn't allow you to be present with what will create the greatest possibilities. Because and what and what they really know and being able to be willing to create from that space. And I've had those those funny, awkward spaces and projects and creations in, in my um, career as well. But that hasn't really always created what I know is possible. So it's, um, it's about, it's not about always creating the perfect project and the perfect thing, but it's really about creating what will work and what will work beautifully and wow. uh, being willing to be present with that as to what that could look like. And sometimes it could look like a European-style building in India. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if that's what the space and people are asking for. Or it could be... Because when like one thing that we realize is, one way to do it is that uh, convincing people to choose something that you think the way they should be living, and that they can, can live, or really looking at how would they truly live no matter what you give them and what you create with them. So once you start actually including yourself and them in the whole sort of equation of it, then possibilities are much more fun to play with. And there's much more choice and there's much more freedom of creation and what can show up without a point of view about that. You know, we don't do European style or we do only ethnic or we do only Indian or we don't do this or we don't do that. So it's pretty much creating from Possibilities,
1: I guess. Yep. So, I so a question that I have that's popping up for me is: you have, and I'm going to play with your project of 30 people. Uh, you you have a a project of 30 people. Are you, and are the people? concluding that this is their home all the way from the beginning all the way to the end of their life? Is, that, is uh, many of the projects that you work on in India that this is their, their final home?
3: Uh, in India, uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, the way things progress is people build more or less uh, one or two homes in their entire lives. Uh, they they save up money and they and they build a home and then you know uh, the, maybe maybe when they're 40 or something and then maybe when 20 years down the line they build another home and typically what I've seen is that just before their kids are going to get married and stuff like that they build another home <laughs> so you know so or they add an extension or something like that and
2: acquiring a home yeah that you own is yeah becoming more popular yeah,
3: yeah. yeah so so you know so yeah so that that's what i've seen that it's it's not like a, that every three years you're changing something or every two years you're just selling and buying something people people do save up and and yeah they have this sort of a thing that okay so if it's next 20 years it's forever you know i mean they have this kind of a point of view
1: wow and it's so interesting because in North America, the the culture here is you, it's it sort of, it's, it's can be almost like there are those that collect different properties and they have their winter, their summer, their, their various vacation properties. And then they, there's the, the timeshare element where they, they share a property with, two or three families in a vacation spot whether it's a ski hill or a beach and and so i'm i'm aware of how how the energy of almost disposability and sort of what i would call the throwaway uh society where it it's it's actually building so there's a different couple of points of view that i'm aware of there's the building for uh the usage And then there's the building for uh, almost the element of of creating almost a showpiece. And there is this uncomfortable energy within the showpiece where it's being designed and developed perhaps by a top architect and designer that never actually talked to the client about what it is they required and concluded this is the architect and designer's masterpiece so we're going to create it and then the family is going to move into this and then so so tell me a little bit about um is this something that you both have encountered where you've had clients that have moved into something that is almost the energy of of it doesn't match what they themselves are and perhaps Nina, you could speak to this, where you're you've walked in and you it's an existing place, and you're like, oh, so so tell me a little bit about. And I know I've I've sort of talked a little bit about uh, long term, short term flipping things. So what jumps for the both of you on this?
2: Um, thank you for that question because it's really like um, this. I mean, for me, it's really, we all are sort of facilitators, like, we're always facilitating possibilities, and uh, in one way or another, whether we acknowledge it or not, but it's pretty much like, for me, it's really fun to play with and, you know, throw in a few questions here and there, and then get them to start, um, and get me to start actually looking at a different possibility there. So, it's really like, what if it wasn't so? Then what would you create? And so it's really from uh, a space of uh, willingness for them to still go ahead and choose it, without really having any conclusions or judgments or points of views about it, and yet being really willing to be to ask a question there as to okay, cool, so this is what you're asking for, and then what would truly really work, and what would you truly desire? Because there is like, what are you talking to? That, speaking to as well is really about a lot of people and architecture is has moved towards what will look good and what is like the branding sort of space rather than really truly what will create a joyful living. And that's an invitation that we choose to be without having to enforce it and force it on people and trying to convince them. So it kind of creates interesting Interesting questions and interesting conversations, um, while they are creating it with people. Uh, like one of the one of the gifts of, I guess, of access consciousness has been, and the tools of access consciousness of being in question is the willingness to be in allowance of what someone is choosing and and not really go into the wrongness of it. Right? Like it's not really about what right and wrong but it's really about what will work Uh, and that could sometimes require them to choose or require us to choose that at that point seems to be the only possibility at times does that sort of make sense
1: (laughs) yeah no absolutely absolutely and so so one of the things that um, we're going to talk about when we return, we're just going to have a quick break here, is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what what Ina and Adrish, beyond what they uh, create with their business with the architectural and earth home and their design business there, To the other creations that they have in their uh, lives, and a little bit about myself that I'm going to be coming to India end of October, beginning of November. So uh, we're going to chat a little bit further about that. Woohoo! I know, I'm very excited. So uh, you're with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies, and we'll be back in a few minutes.
0: 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
5: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613 800 8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome, everyone, and I'm so excited today. I, I could talk for hours about spaces, and for those that uh, tune in, you know how I love to just. Babylon and, and uh tap into the energy of spaces and all the yumminess that they can actually um contribute to our lives. And I just wanted to invite everyone that next week's show is if your space could talk, what would it be saying? And I'd love uh, those of you that have tuned in today and and certainly anyone else that uh, you'd like to invite into the show. We can talk a little bit further about tapping into the energy of our spaces that we're already currently either working in or living in and or playing in. And I have two fabulous guests today that have um tuned in at a very late hour from India and uh we have Ina Basur and Adrish Chakraborty who uh are the founders of the Earth Home. And so I just wanna uh ask you uh, just if you can give our listeners a quick overview of what uh where they can find you and what magic are you currently creating in the in the world with uh your lives.
2: Um, yeah, so we you can find us on www.TheEarthHome.com, um, that's our current website, and uh, you can email us at connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, at TheEarthHome.com. And uh, we are um,
3: we also have a Facebook page called we have the earth a,
2: home. Yes, the earth home. And we're really looking at now inviting different possibilities. Like so far we've really been creating um like full architectural projects and complete like with the whole thing, where or an interiors. But we are also what we're inviting people to is to start creating from somewhere, wherever they are. And uh, we are looking at now in creating places with people whether there's just a room, just um their master bedroom or their washroom or their uh, kitchen or their you know, living room or their public areas or so we're really looking at now sort of breaking it the whole architecture and interior possibilities into smaller spaces that actually create, contribute to bigger possibilities.
1: Um, I love that. Also, I love that. Yeah.
2: So that is something that we are, so we have a a um, website currently under construction where all of that would be possible and people would be able to come online and actually choose um, the area and the space that they would like to create with. and uh, And it could be anything if they have a design in mind and they just wanna add our our expertise of what our strengths are to it, then it could be that. So it could be a different levels. So if you already have a design and you're looking at a 3D view of it so that you get an idea of what it would look like, we'll make a 3D view for you. If you are, have a space and you're not looking at doing an entire space but just one room, we can, we can totally come in and design that with you. And if you're looking at, um, you have the design and you're looking for drawings, will totally be willing. So our our target is truly to create joyful living. It's not to get a architectural project. So, uh, or an project. So it could look like various things. So we are looking at, and if you have like, if you have designed and you know what you want, but you don't know where to start in regards to shopping for it, we'll go shopping with you. So Yeah, all, <laughs> so, all over the
3: world.
2: All over and the you know, world, yeah.
1: Thank you for, thank you for saying that because I have to tell you that, For those listeners that are are almost in awe when they hear of two fabulous uh, creative beings right now that are sitting in your backyard if you're tuning in from India or even wherever you are in the world. I mean, this is the cool thing. You can tap in and work with. People, when we have internet, we can really work with people from all over the world and it's really asking if this is the energy, the flavor of what really resonates with you and and when you hear the word architect, would you, whatever comes up for you, everyone out there, would you just be willing to let all your points of view go and <laughs> don't, look at, don't look at an architect or a designer as being scary, but actually... It's it's real people that deal with real stuff. They they get dressed the same way. They they eat. They drink. They sleep. I mean, all they they're completely aware of what goes on in our day to day lives. And the cool thing is, is you don't have to take on a massive project if you look at things in increments in your life. And it's one day, one sort of 10 seconds at a time, a minute at a time, a day at a time. And and really, you can do a office, a bedroom, a, um, a exterior space, whether it's a garden or a garage or whatever that is, one project at a time, you take little bites of that. And then everything else sort of starts to fall into place like a game of dominoes and And it opens up the door to other creations. And you don't have to go linear, guys. I really want you to get out of this linear point of view that when you open up the door to one thing, something magical is definitely going to happen. And and that's the magic of what I'm hearing what Adrish and Ina are offering to their clients. And I love that. I think that's absolutely spectacular and beautiful. And, and I really invite you to go to their website. It's beautiful, The Earth Home. And and the cool thing is, is they have this constant way of changing things up. It's that buffet of adding things. And and I know that we could talk on and on about all the magic that they're creating. And and please do uh, check it out. Google them. Uh, They're on LinkedIn. I mean, check out every social media platform you can because they are incredibly cool. And if you would like to know how to spell their names, uh, you can obviously look on my Facebook site and you'll see Adrish's ADR E E oh sorry i've got <laughs> it just have a brain i'm going A D R E E S H and last name is C H A K R A B O R T Y and Ina is E E N A B A S U R is her last name so i really am excited i myself When I met these two in Copenhagen, of all places, we were all at a class and it was talking about the possibilities of future creations for everything. And not just about spaces, but we're talking about everything you've ever desired in your life. And the cool thing is, is we actually all believe in the possibilities of so much more that we can invite into our lives and for our clients' lives. I will be coming to Delhi in October. I have a class, October the 27th, uh, a two-day class, Creating Conscious Bases 28th, 29th, and then Mumbai, November the 3rd uh, and 4th and 5th, and Bangalore, uh, November 10th, 11th and 12th. And I am, like, so excited to... Go to a part of the world that has always excited me, fascinated me. And for those that live there, would you be willing to acknowledge what a magical country you have? And it's dynamic, it's constantly moving, and you have these phenomenal, world-renowned creators who are willing to play. And when I talk about the energy of playfulness... It's really, it's the energy of tapping into what it is you desire and they're sitting there waiting for you guys to connect with them. And when I come, I'm definitely going to be playing with the energy of all that conclusionist and the points of view. So I look forward and thank you both for joining me today and for our listeners for tuning in. We can talk so much more. And Adrish, thank you. Th- thank you for coming. And Ina, thank you for coming. Um, we look so forward much
2: to for seeing you. for having us and for the awesome conversation.
1: Aw, thank you. And Adrish so I
2: look much. forward to seeing you in India and Ina
1: and playing with Facebook. Woohoo! See you thank soon. Thank you for <laughs> choosing
0: to listen to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Lisa loves to connect with her listeners. Email her at lisa at infinitenergies.ca or find her Infinite Energies page on Facebook. We look forward to having you join us again to share the changes you have begun to make. Haven't. An-